You're listening to Unabridged, the Christian fiction audiobook podcast. I'm Alana Terry, bringing you engrossing, engaging Christian fiction in bite-sized segments you can take with you on the go. This season's Unabridged Christian fiction audiobook is Termination Dust, an unforgettable suspense novel set in the heart of rural Alaska. Termination Dust is written by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Becky Dowdy, and sponsored by The Beloved Daughter, an audiobook about a young girl sent to a North Korean prison camp for her father's Christian faith. The Beloved Daughter has won awards from Women of Faith, Reader's Favorite, The Book Club Network, and several more. The audiobook version is narrated by Kathy Garver, lifelong actress and winner of two Audio Awards. Visit alanaterry.com beloved to get this audiobook free with your Audible trial today. And now, enjoy today's installment of Termination Dust, an Alaskan Refuge Christian Suspense audiobook. Chapter 13 Kimmy waited so long for her sister's response, she started to worry she'd called the wrong person. She pulled the phone away from her ear to check the number again. Meg? she finally asked. I'm here. Her sister let out a sigh, and Kimmy braced herself for some sort of big sister lecture, or maybe a guilt trip. Why didn't you know Mom was suicidal? Why didn't you do anything to stop her? Instead, Meg asked, Are you okay? Where are you calling from? Is anyone else there? Kimmy knew she was talking about Chuck and shook her head, even though her sister couldn't see the gesture. No, it's just me. I'm at the daycare, but the kids are resting, so I'm on the playground. I'm by myself. Okay. Meg sounded relieved. Listen, I'm really sorry I haven't gotten out there yet. I wanted to be with you. I really did. It's not too late, Kimmy wanted to say, but her voice betrayed her and she let out the expected, It's okay. I know you're busy. It's not that. Meg sounded flustered, the same vibe she gave off to anyone and everyone. The vibe that yelled, I'm a busy woman with five hundred important things on my to-do list. I'm just worried for you. I don't want you staying with him, Kimmy. Her heart sank. Why had she expected anything different? This wasn't a conversation between an older sister comforting her little sister, the same little sister who found their mother hanging from the garage rafters. This was a conversation where Meg simply continued the argument she'd started with Mom years ago. Except now she was fighting with Kimmy. Leave Chuck. Move in with me in Anchorage. I can't leave Pip. If Meg had invested any time in getting to know her half-brother, she'd understand. But by the time Pip was born, she and Mom were in the ugliest stage of their Leave Chuck and Let Me Save You feud. Right now, it's you I'm worried about. Even while she spoke, Meg sounded like she had twenty other things on her mind, a hundred other errands she'd rather be doing than having this conversation with her disappointment of a sister. That's easy for you to say from your privileged high tower, Kimmy wanted to shout. If her sister had stuck with the family, Instead of insisting on spending her senior year in Anchorage with that boyfriend who dumped her the week before prom and the best friend who gossiped about it behind her back, Meg would understand what things were really like under Chuck's roof. Why Kimmy couldn't just walk away. Why Mom couldn't either. She tried to steady her voice. She wasn't Mom, 
This wasn't her fight to have with her sister. She just wanted information. A trooper stopped by, she said, hoping that Meg would pick up the cue and fill her in on whatever details she'd given Taylor's station. Silence. He said they're maybe going to look a little deeper into everything that happened. Kimmy waited. Jump in at any time, Meg. Don't wait for me. Her sister let out an impatient huff. Well, I'm worried about you, all right? There's some things you don't know about Mom. Kimmy rolled her eyes. So all of a sudden her sister was an expert on the dead mother she hardly visited? Like what? This should be good, Kimmy thought, and waited for her sister's response. She called me last week. That was news. She did? For the entirety of their relationship, at least as far as Kimmy knew, whenever Mom wanted to talk to their daughter, she had to beg Chuck to let her go over to Mrs. Spencer's, the neighbor, to borrow the phone. Over the past few years, he'd gotten so belligerent when Mom showed even a spark of independent thought, she simply stopped asking. Besides, weren't her mom and sister mad at each other since Meg always pestered Mom about leaving Chuck? From Meg's vantage point, Chuck was a jerk, and she couldn't understand why anyone would choose to stay in a relationship with someone that evil. As if it were ever that simple. Listen, I don't have time to go into all the details right now. Meg lowered her voice as if she were worried about eavesdroppers. But I want to talk to you soon. Can I come out there? I can shuffle some things around, drive out tomorrow. She let her voice trail off. Kimmy tried to remember the last time she'd seen her sister. There had been one visit after Pip was born, which lasted long enough for Meg to drop off a few packages of diapers and two new onesies, before she continued on her road trip to Denali with her husband and their cadre of rich, attractive friends. Then, last December, she pulled up in time to hand Mom a fruitcake and a pair of holiday socks before taking off toward the Fairbanks Ice Festival. Apparently, taking Kimmy's silence for reluctance or hostility, Meg added with a huff, "'You know, it shouldn't take a death in the family to make us spend time together.' Kimmy wanted to remind Meg that she wasn't the one who left. It was Meg who stayed in Anchorage, Meg who abandoned her sister when she was arguably at her most vulnerable, leaving her and Mom to fend for themselves against Chuck's cruelty. Kimmy recognized that her jealousy was misplaced. It wasn't like Meg could have done anything to assuage Chuck's anger. He would have been a terrible husband and a terrible step-parent, and a terrible person, whether or not Meg was there to share in the family's suffering. But the fact that Meg had gone on to attend college, found herself a successful husband to take her on so many exotic vacations, and was leading in every other way as functional and enviable life as possible, was an affront to Kimmy's sense of justice, immature and irrational as it might be. Jade glanced out the door, frowning, and Kimmy wondered just how long she'd been out here. It only felt like a few minutes, but of course a few minutes gave plenty of time to revive old grudges and poke at old scabs, as far as her sister was concerned. Listen, Meg, I've got to hang up. I'm at work. Hold on, there's something I haven't told you. 
Meg was whining now, her voice rising in pitch. It was that same affected intonation that made her come across as cool and mature in high school, but sounded grating and petty as an adult. Jade was still staring at Kimmy, jerking her head now as if playing a game of charades, raising her eyebrows in some unspoken message. Goosebumps erupted at the base of Kimmy's neck, and she instinctively turned around. Her stepfather was just a foot behind her, glowering, his face somewhat droopy on account of all he'd had to drink. Just who do you think you're talking to? He grabbed Jade's cell phone. Who are you? he demanded coarsely, and Kimmy held her breath, straining to hear any response from the other line. It was silent. Had Meg hung up? All of Chuck's attention reverted back to Kimmy. What are you doing with a cell phone? Didn't I tell you those things will give you brain cancer? It's not mine, Kimmy stammered. I was just... Jade rushed up, interrupting. It was a prospective parent, a new family in town. They just had some questions about the daycare and I was busy with the kids. Kimmy felt her face heating up and didn't know if Jade's intervention made her feel more grateful or humiliated. She winced when Chuck grabbed her arm, digging his dirt-crusted fingernails through her sweater. Dragging her away from Jade, he hissed, Get the boy. You're coming home. It's not three yet, Kimmy protested. I've got two more hours. Don't care, Chuck slurred. And tell that big black gal you work with you quit. I can't find a single can of chili for lunch, and even if I did, I couldn't eat it because you lost the can opener. We're out of groceries and the bathroom's a mess. You're coming home. Kimmy didn't have the nerve to meet Jade's eyes, but sensed her friend's gaze following her as she made her way into the daycare. Pip was still drooling on his cot, his hands tucked under his chin like a tiny cherub. Come on, Buster, let's get you ready. She hated to wake him up. He looked so peaceful, and she knew he needed his sleep. Pip stirred, and Kimmy smiled at him. Wake up, it's time to go home. Back at the trailer, she'd confront Chuck. She had to. She and Pip needed this job just as much as Chuck needed the paycheck. He'd come around. Kimmy wrapped Pip's arms around her neck so she could carry him to the cubbies to collect their things. You okay? Jade whispered. Kimmy hadn't even noticed her trailing behind them. She sniffed. Yeah, he's just, you know, still having a hard time. After everything... She wrapped Pip's coat around his shoulders and wondered if he was about to fall asleep again in her arms. Jade looked unconvinced. You need something? I can help, you know. I even have a spare bedroom if you and Pip need some time away for a little bit. She let the last part of her sentence inflect up to a question. Kimmy squeezed back the anger and mortification that were boiling inside her. That's really sweet of you, but we're fine. She rubbed her brother's back and looked Jade square in the eyes. We're going to get through this. We always do. You've been listening to Termination Dust by Alana Terry. Today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by the Beloved Daughter Audiobook, available exclusively on Audible. 
Visit alanaterry.com slash beloved to download the Beloved Daughter audiobook, narrated by two-time Audie Award winner Kathy Garber. If you're new to Audible, you can listen to this award-winning novel right away with a no-risk 30-day free trial when you go to alanaterry.com slash beloved. And don't forget to tune in soon for the next installment of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Thanks for listening.